This is a podcast by The Straits Times. Welcome to Invest Talk. This is a new series by The Straits Times podcast channel, Your Money and Career. At Invest Talk, we talk money matters and all things related to investing. We want to give you that extra edge in managing your hard-earned money. I'm Ven Srinivasan. And I'm Lee Su Shen. Both of us are associate editors at The Straits Times. Now, in this episode recorded in October 2022, we will look at personal finance tips for young adults who have just joined the workforce. It is a challenging environment that these young adults will face. The global economic and investment landscape has seen dramatic changes in the past two years, and investors are now faced with a new normal, laced with economic and political surprises and uncertainties like we have never seen before. The end of the pandemic should have heralded an era of prosperity as the world broke away from the clutches of COVID-19 virus. Instead, what we saw in the past nine months has been the unexpected side effects of COVID-19, which was supply chain disruptions and the inability of supply to keep up with surging demand. This has helped to fan the flames of inflation and send stock and bond markets into bear territory. The US Federal Reserve and global central banks got it wrong and thought that inflation would be transitory. But inflation has proven to be more persistent and has surged to multi-decade highs, forcing sharp interest rate hikes and causing bond yields to surge. Sushan, what tips do you have for the young adults in terms of how they can manage their expenses? Well, while it is a scary world out there, maybe let's start with what we can control. Budgeting is important. There are many apps out there that can help you track your spending. A word of caution, don't start out enthusiastically where you enter every single item, including even the kopi C you bought, and then give up after a couple of months. Keep track of largish amounts and be realistic about how much you're actually spending. I think only a certain vintage of listener would have watched Sex and the City on TV. But essentially, the main character needed to put a down payment on an apartment in New York. She was 35 years old and she didn't even have $1,000 in her bank account. Where had her money gone? Literally, shoes. She had 100 pairs of shoes at $400 a pair, which works out to $40,000 worth of footwear. Closer to home, if I can use the example of bubble tea, at $4 a cup, one cup a day, that's $28 a week and $1,400 a year. For me, I was saved by work from home, which prevented me from drinking coffee from the coffee chains every day. Another point, repay student loans if you are able to. Look at the conditions to see when is a good time to clear as much as possible. Shop smart as well. I'm sure most of you keep an eye out for dining offers and travel offers. That's good. Also make sure that if you have unused subscriptions, you cancel them. Very often, they start off as free. But then after six months, you get charged for them. And since they are small amounts, you may not notice them. But over time, these subscription amounts will add up. When you travel, you can check out digital apps to minimize forex charges. What about some topics on the savings front, Susha? Yeah, then, well, save wisely while spending smartly. 
All the banks have bank accounts that target young adults. They offer decent rates. And in fact, if you take up, say, the debit card, for example, put some transactions through every month, including your salary, the young adult can get a better rate of interest. Do consider looking through what the banks have to offer, as it is better than leaving the savings idle in an account that pays next to nothing. Sure, you may not have much savings, but even on a balance of $5,000, you can get about 2%. That works out to $100 a year, which is more than a few cups of bubble tea. So why not? Yes, why not indeed. What would be some of the other personal finance tips for young adults, Sushan? I think one of the things to note would be scams. Be alert when you are doing transactions online. Everyone says that if an offer is too good to be true, then it is a scam, and that's perfectly correct. The scammer plays on our fears, FOMO, or fear of missing out. Perhaps you should also invest in some protection and take up insurance to make sure that you get some protection against critical illnesses. Here's another suggestion. Invest in yourself. You do that by upgrading your skills or networking to further your career. Improve your physical health with exercise. Mental health is also important, so spend time with friends and family and keep a healthy outlook on life. These may not be strictly personal finance tips, but a healthy you means you can do better in your career and earn more money. Find us on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or via the Google Voice Assistant and Amazon Alexa-enabled devices. And now back to our podcast episode. Let's get back to the conversation with my co-host and colleague, Lee Sushan. Sushan, we have covered management of expenses and budgeting. Let's spend some time talking about investing. For myself, I started many years ago with just 1,000 OCBC bank shares. At that point, it was less than $5,000 for one lot. Now that sum has more than doubled to about $12,000. And that's not even taking into account the dividends that I would have received every year. The point here is that if you start early, the money can grow despite market ups and downs. Don't be put off by the thought that you need a large sum of capital. The earlier you start, the larger the effect of compounding. Investing is something that you need to be familiar with, so it's good to build up some spare cash. Park it in a unit trust or a stock and take a long-term view. Investing to generate some passive income to enhance your savings when you retire is important. Maybe for the younger adults, you may think retirement is far off on the distant horizon. True, you have just started working, but you may have parents who are retiring soon. So in some way or other, retirement will affect you. One way of approaching investing is to think of the nature of cash flows. In a previous Invest article that I wrote on retirement, I quoted a Philip Capital financial advisor, Mr. Elijah Lee, who suggests using the concept of promise-based payouts and risk-based payouts. So, promise-based payouts are those which are pretty certain and what you can get from CPF life or retirement plans. Another way of thinking about it is to make sure at least this bucket is large enough to cover your daily expenses. For risk-based payouts, these are what you can consider as you're spending money or play money for you to splurge on a holiday or fine dining. So that can come from stocks and more risky investments. Indeed, despite the volatile market situation, do you still think we should be investing? Well then, investing is for the long term. 
So as long as everyone has done their homework, it's still good to remain in the market. Yes. The Standard & Poor 500 Index posted its third straight quarter of losses for the first time since 2009 and the Nasdaq 100 for the first time in 20 years. Fears of a global recession are mounting as the threat of higher interest rates saps growth. That said, investors should be cautious in the short term, but it may not be wise to stay out of the markets altogether. So, I do agree with you, Sushant. We should invest, but invest carefully. A careful selection of stocks and bonds, diversification, and a willingness to take a medium to long-term view are critical for those looking to capitalize on the current market weakness to buy on dips. So the best investments right now, I agree, are short-dated, high-grade bonds, which today give you 5-8% to yield to maturity, given how bond prices have fallen. Those looking to invest equities should buy on dips and buy gradually. Space out fresh investments over several months instead of trying to time the markets as they could weaken further due to persistent inflation and rising interest rates. So in summary, as Sushan and I have pointed out, we are living in very uncertain times and things can look very scary at the moment. But don't lose hope and sight of the long term and give up on investing just because you are faced by the new normal in investment markets. What we are seeing today is volatility, but volatility is a two-sided coin. It represents a risk, but it can also create opportunities for those with the patience and risk appetite. I'm Ven Srinivasan. And I'm Lee Sushan. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Invest Talk, a series by the Straits Times podcast channel, Your Money and Career. If you'd like to read our columns, there are links in our podcast text description. Happy investing! That was a podcast by The Straits Times. Send your feedback to podcast at sph.com.sg. Find us on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or via the Google Voice Assistant and Amazon Alexa-enabled devices. For more podcasts by The Straits Times, The Business Times, and Money FM 89.3, you can also download the audio by SPH app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Any financial or investment information in this podcast is for use in Singapore only and is intended to be for your general information. Any particular investment or decision should only be made after consulting with a fully qualified financial advisor.